We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good evening and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you this evening, Todd? Doing well, Davis. How about you? I'm doing great. How the Patriots? How the Patriots doing? Patriots are getting better and better. It is absolute pleasure to work with them. It's fun to get better. It's fun to get better, and these guys are just soaking it up. And I think we got a good team. I'm I'm excited. You know, we're got you know small team. What division are you guys in? We're Division Two. Okay. But we only got 700 kids at our school, so it's a pretty small school. School. You know, um, who are the other? I mean, I think you have to be one of the best teams in Division Two. We're gonna have some, we're gonna have a chance, but this year it's like Pacific Ridge, um, Granite Hills, um, Point Loma's in there. Okay. Um, so there's some some good teams. You know, um, I'm, there, there's I think a couple you can play with all those teams. I think we can play with them, and I want to beat them. <laughs> so right. we're working really hard right all now, right. And, <laughs> and they got a bunch of buy-in, and I don't know. It's just it could not be more fun for me right now. I'm loving it. Sweet. And the Bishop Knights are on, doing really well. Yeah, we're, you know, uh, I got a, a cool group of kids from some experienced kids in key positions. Uh, you know, I have, uh, you know, the two lefts were the lefts last year who started. Setter was a setter who started last for, you know, she's a senior setter now. She's yeah. been setting for us for, uh, you know, almost four years, really three years. And then uh, we have some young kids who are just getting better all the time and who just got the bug. Oh, I have, and, and one kid, a, oh, man, it's a great freshman yeah. kid that can light it up. Our yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Goodness. We, we uh, brought her in from Poland and she is going to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You guys are recruiting all the way to Poland. Going all the solid. way, all the way to Warsaw, baby. And she just loves the hammer. That kid. So you guys got a fun team. Went yep. to the finals of a tournament already. So. Yeah, yep. it's gonna be a fun year for you guys. So that's awesome. looking looking forward to it. So. That's awesome. So you're on the skill for this week. So I want to get into the skill, but I want to I want to pick your brain a little okay. bit because you know we had I want to kind of get back into the little uh, segment we had of deserted island drills. Okay. But I want to take a little twist on it and say, hey, what are you doing? That's a new drill, and how can a drill break into your library or your menu when hey you have this menu you've developed over all these years and it's a pretty good menu that's a good meal it is a good all meal, those yes. all those drills you got all those games you play yeah. so what's it take for something to break in man i love this question by the way because i think you should be constantly reevaluating your menu you know but that makes it fun you know it, like if you're not I mean, people are going how do you st- you're still coaching they're going you're an old guy you're still coaching volleyball i'm like yeah i'm doing a bunch of new stuff <laughs> right i don't want to do the same old stuff <laughs> so for me i'm i'm trying a bunch of new stuff all the time you know so i think one of the things that i need to see is i feel like it needs to be philosophically something that i would go with so like if it, if it doesn't have strong training principles or something like that give I me an example just, so 
This is correct. And whoever's video this is, I'm sorry, but there's a video that I've been seeing lately on on social media where this guy's just tossing ball after ball and they're just hitting probably, I don't know, 10, 15 balls just down under the net as hard as they can. And no feedback. The coach isn't even looking, right? No feedback. And it's just as fast as you can possibly go under that, under that, under that. And to me, that doesn't make a ton of sense. I understand pace. I understand that's reps. not gonna um, be the appetizer on your on <laughs> your uh, <laughs> on your menu if, if maybe if it was over the net you know maybe uh, if he was talking okay. to them giving them some feedback maybe if i could just see some sort of intention okay. on them so i guess that's one of the things is the intention needs to be something that i'm looking for at the time right like if i want to get better at passing can I see something that the intention is to make it better at passing that I think would work? You know, that's, right. I don't know. I hope there's, there's a better answer that you got. Cause that was pretty rambling. Well, I, I, I thought about this since it's my topic. So my new thing is, can it be a game where we're working on things that I don't have to say much and that the game Ooh. is the teacher? Yes. I call it the game does the heavy lifting. The game does the heavy lifting. So yes. I'm into games doing the heavy lifting. Like and too. this deserted sure. island drill is a new one that I've never done. It's a okay. new experiment. You can tell me what you think. Okay. All right. It has a name. I like naming I like drills. Too, Front yes. row fours. Front row fours. Okay. Okay. So you're in three hitters sometimes with a back yep. row setter. Yep. So we could play it with a a front row setter as well, but we haven't done that. We'd have to change the name to front row threes. But <laughs> for now, it's front row right. fours. Okay. So the way you play is you have a setter who is a designated server. Okay. And the setter sets the ball over the net to start the game. Okay. You have three front row players on each side and a setter in the back row. Setter tosses it up, sets it over the net, and the other team plays it out. Is full court? Good question. Uh, no. Okay. I was going to say that's a long Front story. row is in the box. Uh, so the 10 foot, okay. the 10 foot line is the end line. Uh, okay. 10 I like foot that. line is the end line. Okay. And the other, there are a couple other constraints. Constraint number one is the setter cannot play the first ball unless it's a coverage ball. Okay. So the setter can't pick up tips. Okay. Okay. And the attackers on the pins cannot tip the ball line. Okay. Okay. I think I see where you're going with this. I like this. And now you just play, play volleyball. So you play a game, game to seven, go. I like it. I like it. And so I'll ask you, what are we trying to work on? Off blocker defense. Okay. Number one, off blocker defense on both the left and the right, because our, uh, we were talking about our Polish girl as, you know, she's going to be a, a marvelous attacker. Off blocker defense is something that uh, doesn't come quite so naturally. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and once again, she's been playing the right side for a week. So, well, and uh, I feel like attacking, her. like the best attackers don't want to defend. Well, <laughs> they want to go hit. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Right. But this, this, this once again, this gives them a bunch of reps yes. to say, hey, you know the ball's coming to you. And the drill is doing the heavy lifting. You don't have to just, you know, bark at them all the time. You got tips. You right. got tips. I love this. So off blocker what defense, what else? One-on-one -on -one blocking, 
waiting on the shot. I don't know if that's something really critical. I like it. Okay, yeah. that was one not on my list, but I like it. So the the blocker's delaying a bit, knowing, hey, these balls are going to be hit hard. Okay. Transition. Trans is big, right? Yes. Are they getting out of the box and are the middles getting out of the box? And I like the setup because they're going to be in the box. You're forced they're to gonna be, be in really the box close to the net. and nobody's looking anywhere but in the box. Right. So right. you're not getting distracted by a backcourt defense. Yes. Everybody's like eyes are in the box. Yes. They can't get away from you. That's so cool. And then I guess the other one would be some shot making and some touch. Okay. So some shot making. You have to hit the ball in that cross court, right? Yeah. Okay. What um, else? I don't know if I got anything else. That's all I can think of right now. How about a little coverage? Oh, I love it. Yes. Coverage. How could I? That's my favorite. Okay. So yes. setter's got a coverage. Yeah. Cover. And then everybody in the front row, you have those middles now covering. Yes, I right? love it. Yes. Okay. Uh, lift tipping. So the yes. middles, we want them to lift tip right over the block, right? Yes. But what we call peeling is the front row when you don't block. Gets that. Peels in the middle, yeah, right? Okay. To get that ball there. So we call that peeling. I like that. That's and awesome. And that is something that happens. Yep. And then what about serve receive all of so the setter's setting it over she's trying of course to set it in those gaps between oh, those yeah, players seam work, so there's all space that work. seam yes. work in front row taking the ball right oh, i love it i love it yeah that's awesome that's super cool mary joe used to call that the 10 foot game and uh, we played this one as one of our you know uh core drills back in the day okay yeah but okay but but and you could tweak it however but right. I, I love this game it's it's really right it's really and once game. again the kids are playing a game yep so kids come into practice and they play a game and and then uh hey you take your lefts and put them on each side of the court you take your middles and they battle against each other i like it and they're covering themselves that recycling we talked yes. about hey you can tip into the block and recycle now question why do you say no tipping to the line because that's the ball that our line defender should get yes gotcha. okay gotcha. and we don't really we're not really working on out of system setting and doing all that we right. want to be in system and the the thing is is we want the the that front row to be cognizant of hey can i control the ball and be under control to keep us in system Okay. Where they're not digging the ball to 15 feet, we can't set the middle off. Right. Them, they're right? not having to lay if out. They get, yeah. If they get a cupcake tip, because that's all they have to do, can they keep our us in some rhythm? I like it. That's so cool. That's a fun one. All right. Front row fours. That's New deserted awesome. island drill for you. So let's see. Can I give one other, maybe two other rules that I would put on it? Not necessarily at the same time. Okay. One, everyone has to touch the ball. Not obviously four people, but if you're in the front row, threes. I like that. I think it forces ball control. Okay. And then you can also do stuff like you got to run a crossing route. <laughs> I love that in the small space stuff. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like running offense. That's one way we use this a bunch where they they play 10 foot and then you'd say live. And then they could do whatever they wanted okay. after that too. I like so it. some little cool stuff, but man, that's a deserted island drill for you. Yep. I love it. The new one. Super cool. The new one. Right on. I love that one. I'm I'm gonna put that on my new menu. All right. So throw it in there. Now, what do you have uh scenario for the scenario today? Okay, so for the scenario, we're gonna get a little personal on the pod this week. <laughs> <laughs> Big pause there. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how personal to get, but <laughs> 
my dad passed away about three weeks ago. Oh, I don't know sorry. I didn't that. know yeah. that. And uh, as sometimes big events do, it can mess with your confidence. And I'm confident in what I bring to the table for the most part, but especially going to a new school, starting off with a little rough on the record. We're five and four right now, but we're hanging in there. But the, t- the scenario is when you don't feel confident in your coaching. And I think that if we're honest with ourselves, there are times where we don't feel confident in our coaching. There are coaches that I know that are overly confident in their coaching. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I know for me, at least, uh, and I'm like 30 years deep, that there are times when I'm not as confident. Now, I'm going to talk about what you can do with that. But I just wanted to say first that welcome to the club. I think there are a lot of people that are slightly not uh, slightly less confident in their coaching than they admit to, right? You're playing in a big game that you haven't been in before. There's times when you are, you're scared, you know, not to mention the athletes, you're, you're nervous, right? And if you're, if you're not, you know, you're, you're probably, you know, doing something wrong because it, it means something to you. Yep. Right. So, um, I would say if you're not, if you don't feel confident in your coaching, first of all, you're not alone. If you're really pushing to be the best anything, there will be times when you don't feel confident, I think, because you're always stretching and constantly, not constantly, but at least a good portion of the time, not reaching what you're trying to reach at if it's a really, you know, extensive goal. So it, it's not an indication of anything negative when you're less confident besides the possibility a need Besides possibility, the possibility that you need to go a slightly different route. So if I'm not feeling confident, maybe I need to go a slightly different route. Maybe not, but you're gonna you want to consider that. Number two, you don't have to feel confident to do great work. Okay. Being there and working hard when you don't feel great is hard and very important. Okay, I'm learning a lot of these with my child. Okay. I don't have to be great with her, quote unquote, I just need to be with her. And a lot of times I think as a coach in these high stakes team situations, we're going, I got to be great as a coach where you just need to show up and put in the work a lot of times. That's a good point. You know? Um, And if you're with your kids and you're connecting with them, that is really an important piece of what we're doing. So can we connect with our kids? Yes. Do I have to be calling all the right stuff all the right time to do that and feel confident? Absolutely not. So that's something we can hang our hat on. Number three, go back to your priorities. This probably should be number one. Like get super connected to your priorities and what matters to you and then do things in your practice that are related to those things. If you really want hustle and your team's just not giving you hustle and you start feeling, oh, it's just, I'm just a bad coach. I can't get my team to hustle. Well, maybe go back to, this is one of our big values. I'm going to do some stuff to make sure I'm spending the time I need to on that. Um, oh, and then explain the relevance to, to your teams. And you're great at this, Todd. You have, you know, these PowerPoints and, and you've got it all laid out and it's very systematic to where you can um, say, this is why we're doing this, right? And I think that connects um, you to them and it connects um, the activities you're doing to your priorities. And I think both of those are really important. Next, track your records track just track stuff basically so um on the circle drill let's just say we're trying to get 25 in a row and we spent 10 minutes on it today we can't spend more than that today because we got other stuff we got to do too but 
we're going to put down that we made it to 15 today and that's great. And, and we're going to work on it tomorrow and we're going to get to 17 or 16 or whatever. But just when you track stuff, people have pride about wanting to beat records. Yep. You know what I mean? So make it, make it a game, make it a game, right? Yep. And can you track some of your drills stats? So, um, you know, we're doing 10 foot game, right? And, uh, or, uh, what front row fours, we're doing front row fours and we're going to play for 10 minutes. And we're going to see how many tips dropped. And we're just, it's not a big deal. We're just going to keep track of it. And then we're going to try to beat that next time. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, number five, it's not about you. Okay. When I say I'm a coach and I'm not that confident in myself, it's really not about you. I mean, it's really, it's about creating self-motivated athletes, you know, that um, can do the job on their own. Right. So I, I think sometimes I have this mindset of, I got to be, just right or we're not going to win right and it's really not about me right they're gonna they're gonna take the win or their loss right. and, and they're gonna can we it. stay out of their way exactly can we stay <laughs> out of their way? and my buddy is great at reminding me like sometimes we're caddies right, right? We, we, we we should treat ourselves as caddies or, or think of ourselves as caddies because the caddy suggests <laughs> right sometimes right. i feel like I, i'm trying to make something right. happen right well and you know we had our parent meeting the other night it reminds me of that and we talked about trying to get the parents to move from the agent or manager to yes. a consultant i like that you know yes. so i think all the coaches can say yeah that makes sense for the parent but now as coaches if we look in the mirror right can we move from this idea of that we're in this director you know, role to this kind of facilitator role, you yes. know, where, hey, or a consultant role, like, hey, have you thought about this? How about trying this? And can, you know, uh, you know, you're just kind of broadening the perspective of this athlete to solve a particular problem. Absolutely. I love that. Right. And then even removing yourself from certain situations. I'm such a fixer. Right? I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Is there a problem? <laughs> like, is everything cool? You know, it's like, just no, they're 15 and 16 year old yeah. girls. Just back out. Yeah. yeah. Back out. And uh, sometimes by not addressing every situation, you can be more confident that you're going to address the situations that matter. Right. And so um, you can take yourself out of those things and sometimes don't inter interject yourself into situations. Right. So that's important. Six caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> so caffeine has been a lifesaver. I swear. Like I'll be like not confident, have a big old monster drink. And then I'm like, I'm confident now. What's going on? <laughs> but I, I swear your, your body chemistry does matter. Right. <laughs> so, you know, having good food, you know, eat, uh, having enough water, getting enough sleep, you know, these things really do affect your you know headspace right so can you have healthy habits to help you stay in the healthy headspace um oh you have to disbelieve some common assumptions if your team is losing you're not a good coach right no that's that's not accurate it doesn't exactly work like that I've your team is gonna play bad volleyball Yes. Right. But the thing I always tell people, like, how could, how, how could we play so badly? Well, hey, have you watched our Olympic team? Yeah, right. <laughs> have you seen them go through phases where right. they're horrible? Absolutely. And people are, you know, I mean, it's just, hey, it happens to every, our game is, it's, hey, you're fighting gravity. You're fighting you're gravity. Gonna lose. You're going to lose. I like that. And then try to define your frustration. Like, are you angry about something? Are you 
upset? Are you like, put a little definition on it and then you can deal with that in a realistic manner, right? Um, I.e., I must be a bad coach because everyone's bummed right now. It's like, well, not necessarily, right? Let's reevaluate that and let's see what's going on here. And then number nine, just do no harm, <laughs> right? If, if you could survive some and just not harm them, you've yeah. done a pretty good <laughs> yeah. job, you know? Um, so sometimes that's all it is, is just survive the season. That's, and a, that's a Kessel thing. He's all, don't be their last coach. Yes. That was his thing. Yes. I just don't, I want, I want them coming back, right? Right. If they're coming back. You did a good job. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, number 10, the game teaches the game. So if I'm having, if I really am having a terrible day, I'm going to have them play a lot because I may not, my feedback may not be great to them, but the game can teach the game right now. Obviously we know that there's better ways um, to speed that up, but really if I'm having a really bad day um, and I know that, you know, what I would bring to the table wouldn't add, I will have them play a bunch and make sure that they're getting something out of it that way. So that's what I have on that. Good stuff. Yeah, really interesting. I don't know if that relates with other people or if it's just me, but I hope it's no, not. No, I, I I think about that, you know, and when you're in, I get in these in these matches sometimes and I'm looking over at the other side and I see kids playing super hard. I'm like, God, that coach is out coaching me. I get so pissed off. They're just playing harder than we are. They're, what's that coach doing? That coach is doing something. So no, I feel I, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, and I guess the other is aspect of it is we're all humans. We all go through these, you know, periods of time how we are. And um as a coach, I think if you allow yourself to be that, you actually can be a better coach on the whole. But if you have to say, you know, I have to act like this all the time around my team because I'm the coach. And I don't think that plays as genuinely as just coming and saying, like, look, my dad passed away. You know, I'm going to have a rough week here. You yeah. know, um, and I think they especially sort of older kids, you know, they do appreciate that. They get it. You know, yeah. so anyway, sorry about your dad. Yeah, thank you. He was a so. great man. He really was. But, you know, uh, what it is so we're, we're living and i was blessed to have him in my life for, for a quite long time and well uh, and the cool thing is he got to be a grandpa though absolutely he sure did all yeah, right. last year of his life all he right. did so so yeah there we have it um all right i have some drills some drills let's so, hear it some drills for front row four so the first one is bon shamansky okay who uh has outside hitter transition football okay so Perfect. we talk about that front row fours you get a bunch of that trans footwork you could kind of zero in on that this is a great video bond talks about that mark rosen recently retired from michigan has swing blocking footwork for beginners so you have all the blocking stuff we didn't talk yes. about closing the block yeah, or any of that stuff too. so that was something we left out of uh the explanation and then finally uh mike seeley another we have coaches that are taken off here mike seeley the ex ucla coach now uh i think he's hanging out in hawaii hopefully not maui uh the prowl step timing and direction so just kind of looking at how uh players start their approach slowly and then explode into it rather than starting fast and then slowing down very cool i like that. so awesome. a couple things that get uh really you can kind of zero in on in that front row force very cool I all like right it. how about a resource what so do you got the resource is uh kind of well it's a really cool thing that i've seen and i've kind of seen a couple more of these pop up lately it's I don't know if I'd call it a club. It's it's the Volleyball Institute. 
out of Chicago, Illinois, and they don't have club teams. But what they do is some really cool stuff. They have individual lessons. They have small group lessons. They have adult stuff. They even have grass volleyball, but they just don't play club. And I think it's kind of cool that they How many do. courts? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question, but it's a it's a good size facility. So okay. I, I don't know specifically, but I, my experience with them is online. So watching their videos, they do okay. some great instructional videos for sure. So feel free to check it out on Instagram. It's the Volleyball Institute. Oh, I'll check it out. I haven't notes. seen it. And I just like the idea of we don't have to necessarily always compete to love volleyball. Their whole thing is we're going to train volleyball players so that they have a more fulfilling life. Sweet. I, I love like it. it. Yeah. So that's pretty, that's a pretty volleyball cool thing. Volleyball Institute. Volleyball Institute. And they do some really great training. So feel free to check it out. Once again, thank you so much, Todd. Once again, a great thank episode. Thank you, Davis. Well done, my friend. All right. Have a good one. Thank you.